0: The mainly plants podcast. It's a mainly plants podcast. My name is Ryan, certified plant-based nutritionist. Thank you for tuning in. If it's your first time, welcome. If uh, you were subscribed, welcome back. I hope I sound okay. Uh, I'm in a new room that I made into my office. Um, so I'm hoping it sounds good. It sounds, I think it sounds okay. Um, I mean, uh, at mainly plants on Instagram, Ryan at MainlyPlants if you want to email me. Uh, please, please, please take one second, or I should say 20 seconds, leave a review for what, on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Please leave me a review. Uh, it helps me out a ton. Um, and if you can rate it, that helps also. And if you can also hit that subscribe button, never miss an episode, I would really appreciate it as well. And uh, let a friend and family member, friend and family member know about the podcast. If you hear something you think somebody might like, forward them the podcast. Or say, hey, friend, I heard a great podcast. It's called the Mailing Plants Podcast, and it's an episode on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, what else? Pause for pizza. Pause for pizza, it's an event that I'm putting on here in the Phoenix area, March 24th at Il Bosco downtown, just off of Roosevelt Row. We're going to have vendors. We're going to have animal adoptions. We're going to have live music, a drink competition. Not where people drink a ton. It's me and the co-creator are creating our own drinks. Whichever one sells the most wins. All the proceeds go to charity, but I would like to be able to gloat a little bit. So come on down, order my drink. Um, And uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of great pizza as well. Uh, did I already say vendors? Fantastic vendors, um, 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 and I think that's it for it. Uh, Want to thank Pet Smart Vet Services powered by no Vet Haven powered by PetSmart Vet Services. Want to make sure I get that right. Appreciate them sponsoring. Appreciate Il Bosco uh, for allowing us to host it at their place. They do have vegan cheese and vegan pizzas available. I've eaten there, fucking fantastic pizza. So come on down, March 24th, noon to 5, put it in your calendars, bring the family, bring your pups, uh, come say hi. All right, before we get into this week's topic, which is uh, microplastics, I wanted to address something that I heard. Um, there was a um, a vegan uh, proponent. Talking to Piers Morgan. If you don't know who Piers Morgan is, he is a British—I um, wouldn't even say—is he British. He's a British news personality, I guess. You is what you would call it, talk show host. Um, kind of a blowhard, in my opinion. There's some stuff he says I agree with. Some stuff he—most I, I, of it—I don't. I think he just—I think his shtick is like trying to get a rise out of people. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not a, the biggest fan of the guy, but he was. He made this a few different statements in this debate with uh, this this vegan spokesperson, and he posed the question of why do vegans make their food taste like meat? Um, he said that. Well, I'll, I'll break it apart. So, why do vegans make their food t- taste like meat? Well, he's under the impression that vegans don't like the taste of meat or we don't like the taste of animal products. That's not the case for, dare I say, most of us, at least some of us, uh, all the ones that I know. It's not that we don't like the taste of steak or the taste of bacon or the taste of cheese. It's that we don't like the suffering that goes with it. So we make products that taste like those things because we do like the taste. We just don't think that an animal should have to die for me to have a meal. There's, There's a discrepancy there that he's not getting. And not only that, he's you know, he says, why do vegans make their food taste like meat? Well, what do you season your steaks with? It's not just salt and pepper all the time. I know a lot of the hardcore guys just do salt and pepper, but when you like do a dry rub on a rack of ribs or on a steak or whatever it is, or or, or you marinate it in you know Korean barbecue sauce, wherever the fuck you, you do, that's plants. So why are you making why are you making your meat taste better with plants? It goes both ways. It's because we all like the taste of both these ends of the spectrum, but vegans don't like the suffering that goes along with it. Um, he also says that quote No one likes the taste of vegan food except for diehard vegans. Factually incorrect. Um, Most of my friends are not vegan. In in fact, my my close friends, um, all but one are not vegan. And they like the vegan food that I cook. They request certain items. I have people request certain items from me to make because they like them so much. There are so many vegan options at restaurants. I'll I'll give you an example. The co- she, she might not like this, but the co-creator of of pause for pizza, told me she had the best pizza at uh, True Food the other day. This was a while back. She told me this. Uh, the other day, I had the best the best pizza at True Food, but she said you can't eat it because it's not vegan. I said, "All right, well, they have one there that I do like." We got talking, she was telling me that it's you know the it's got squash on it, or, or uh, I think it was squash, and it's got like spinach and ricotta cheese. And I said, "Yo." That's their vegan pizza. That ricotta is cashew or almond. I think it's either almond or cashew ricotta. And it was like, whoa, okay, well, I'll, I love that pizza. So, look, what I'm saying is that a lot of people like the taste of vegan food, not just diehard vegans. It's such a, a, a stupid, outlandish, bombastic claim that he's making because he's a fucking blowhard and he's trying to pr- prove a point and he's trying to you know, over, uh, talk over the other person, but he's just spouting out nonsense. Um, he also says, I've never met a healthy-looking vegan. Sir, what are you talking about? Are there unhealthy vegans? Sure. Just like there are unhealthy non-vegans. If you want to flip that around, how many non-vegans do you meet in your daily life that are not healthy? It's the same thing. It's just, it, it's a diet, right? It, it's, it's a lifestyle. You, you, can, you can, Oreos are vegan. I say it all the time. You can binge Oreos and fat fuck foods all the time, French fries, and you're going to get fat and you're going to be unhealthy and that's vegan. In the same regard, you can eat a whole food plant-based lifestyle and be superbly healthy. I've never met a healthy looking vegan. Then sir, you've maybe met three vegans in your life and you selected your or your your team selected them so that you could make this claim. That's such a, a ridiculous fucking claim. And then the last thing he says is that alternatives don't taste as good. Sure, maybe they don't. But do they taste good? Yes. So look, say say that your fried chicken sandwich is a ten. And the vegan fried chicken sandwich is an eight and a half or a nine. Even Let's go with seven. Even if it's a seven, that's still good, right? Even a six is still good on a scale of one to ten in terms of food. But something they didn't have to suffer and die for that. So there's a trade-off there. Yeah, it might not taste as good. It still tastes good, and I'm not contributing to the suffering of animals on top of it. So fuck right off. Such a ridiculous... It was such a ridiculous interview. It wasn't even an interview. He just brings people on to try and embarrass them because he's a little, little man. Okay, now that I got that out of my system, let's see. We are talking about microplastics. Um, I'm going to read you an article. It's not terribly long, um, but it um, it's very... It's very concise and complete. And yes, I will break away and talk about certain things, but you can find this on VegNews.com. And the article is titled, Tofu Contains Microplastics, New Study Finds. Would Making making It at Home Limit Exposure? Uh, A new study found that most common proteins, including tofu and vegan chicken nuggets, contain microplastics. Is it better to make your own at home? And it's by Nicole Nicole, God, Nicole, Nicole Axworthy, uh, dated February 26th of this year. All right, let's get into it. Current estimates suggest that more than 9 billion tons of plastic have been produced since the 1950s, which means it's everywhere, not even in our food. Not even. It's even in our food. It, folks, it's been a long fucking week. Uh, I apologize. Um, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's even in our food. A recent study conducted by researchers from the Ocean Conservancy and the University of Toronto has unveiled alarming findings regarding the presence of microplastics in common protein sources consumed by Americans, including tofu. The study, which was published in the peer-reviewed journal Environmental Pollution, Uh, analyzed over a dozen types of proteins, including beef, seafood, pork, and chicken, as well as plant-based proteins, such as tofu, vegan chicken, and vegan chicken nuggets. The researchers discovered microplastics, tiny particles ranging from one micrometer to half a centimeter in size in nearly 90% of the samples. Breaded shrimp emerged as the leading contributor to microplastic consumption per serving, followed by plant-based nuggets, And chicken nuggets. So the top three: breaded shrimp, plant-based nuggets, and chicken nuggets. In contrast, chicken breasts, pork loin chops, and tofu show lower levels of contamination. Well, that's that's good, or it's better than the other three, but they still have microplastics in them. So that's not good. Now concerns about food safety and security have led to more studies documenting microplastics in human-consumed foods, particularly seafood. This latest research observed that some highly processed protein products, such as breaded shrimp, fish sticks, and chicken nuggets, appeared to contain, quote-unquote, significantly more microplastic particles per gram than certain minimally processed samples of proteins. So basically what they're saying is that highly processed Proteins have more microplastics than minimally processed proteins. Uh, the study, uh, the study uh, authors suggest that food processing could be a source of contamination. Well, yeah, that makes sense. If you are opening food up to the elements and the stuff around you, that stuff's going to get into the food more. Um, okay, health concerns about microplastics. The study adds to the growing body of evidence of the pervasive nature of microplastics, not only in the natural environment, but also in the human diet. Previous research has identified microplastics in various, excuse me, various sources, such as water, fruits, vegetables, salt, sugar, rice, milk, and beer. So what the fuck are we supposed to eat and drink? Uh, notably, experts say the prevalence of microplastics is inevitable as long as people continue using plastics engineered for long-term durability. Plastic's resistance to breakdown contributes to its benefits, but poses a significant challenge for natural degradation in the environment. Due to its chemical structure, plastic does not break down naturally. Consequently, when plastic items are not recycled, they progressively fragment into smaller pieces throughout their lifespan. These resulting minute fragments, known as microplastics, are ubiquitously present in various environments such as ocean soils human organs, and fish and insects' digestive systems, and are even air-suspended. So they are in the air that we breathe. Microplastics have been detected in the deepest part of the ocean, underscoring the widespread presence of these particles. Uh, Research estimates that the average American adult is ingesting around 11,000 pieces of microplastics annually, raising concerns about potential health impacts. The World Health Organization, or WHO, recently released a report summarizing uh, existing research on the health impacts of microplastics and even smaller plastics called nanoplastics. Great, there's another plastic we have to worry about. Um, However, there have yet to be any conclusive findings. The study provides evidence of how pervasive microplastics are in the food system and not singularly just in seafood and fish. Stephanie McBurnett, RDN, Nutrition educator for the Phys- uh, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, who is not involved in the study, tells Veg News. That's a mouthful. Uh, McBurnett cites a 2022 study which focused on how microplastics and nanoplastics and the associated toxic chemicals impact human health. It is well known that microplastics induce damage to human health from tumor development, leading to cancer, skin allergies, neurotoxicity, oxidative stress, DNA damage. Inflammation and can interfere with hormone functions, McBurnett says. Um, this is this is a, a, a troubling piece of news, right? Um, these microplastics invade our body and they fuck everything up, even down to a molecular level of our DNA. Um, they are affecting our fertility rates. They are affecting our cancer rates. They are affecting our our are just day-to-day allergies, um, along with things like phthalates and parabens and um, you know synthetic fragrances and stuff that's in our shampoos and, and body washes and stuff, you got to make sure that you're getting uh, all natural stuff because that stuff will fuck you up A- and it has long-term consequences. Um, so back to microplastics. So the question is, is homemade tofu better? With growing concerns about the presence of microplastics in food, especially in proteins that are processed, is it better to make plant-based proteins at home? With tofu, for example, making it from scratch only requires soybeans, water, and nigari. Nigari is a salt byproduct that is used as a coagulant. Um, uh, Side note, I I think you can get it on on Amazon, nigari. Uh, Anyway, McBurnett says, making tofu at home is worth considering. Commercially prepared tofu has one of the lowest levels of contamination compared to other protein sources, but even so, it was still present. So, despite tofu being low in microplastic contamination, it still has microplastics in it. I I don't mean to be like a doomsdayer, but it's like, what what are we supposed to do? And folks, I don't always have an answer for you. I don't know. Yeah, we can, we can make tofu at home, but it's like, who, who the fuck has time for that all the time? Um, anyway, let's get through the rest of it, and I'll, I'll share some more thoughts. Um, in addition to limiting exposure to microplastics, making tofu and other plant-based protein products at home has additional benefits. Cutting out the commercial kitchen and making food at home can increase the amount of fiber and other minerals and vitamins in your food. And also lower the amount of substances such as sugar, salt, oils, and other compounds that can be added to commercial products, McBurnett points out. Researching or uh, Reaching for unprocessed plant-based proteins such as beans, lentils, I'm, I'm glad they're getting into this. Beans and lentils may also help reduce microplastic exposure. Unprocessed proteins contain a myriad of health-promoting benefits, McBurnett says. I would reach for beans and lentils, raw nuts and seeds, and other protein-rich vegetables such as spinach, broccoli, peas, asparagus, mushrooms, and potatoes. And That's the end of the article. Now, check it out. Um, tofu is considered a whole food in the Forks Over Knives diet. Uh, in terms of a whole food, plant-based diet, tofu is considered a whole food because it is minimally processed. Now, however, it is still processed, so you're still going to get microplastics in it. Do I still eat tofu? Yes. Will I consider making tofu at home? Yes, I might just try my hand at it. Order some nigari off of Amazon. Um, buy a bunch, a, a shit ton of soybeans, and uh, spend a Sunday afternoon making a bunch of tofu uh, that will last me the week. I'm gonna compare the cost uh, and the just how much of a pain in the ass it is. Um, and, and, and take it from there. I don't know when I'm going to do this, uh, but whenever I do, I'll report back to you. Um, the other thing that, that bothers me also is, you know, I, I work out every day, twice a day. I do about an hour of weights and then I do uh, my cardio on the Peloton. Uh, I do weights in the morning, cardio in the, in the evening. Uh, probably should be flip-flopped, but that's what I enjoy and that works for me. Uh, don't come at me for it. Um So I I do keep a little more track of my protein intake. And I know that a block of super firm tofu in the vacuum packed um, packaging that you can get at Sprouts and, and Trader Joe's is 70 grams per block. So I know that when I eat one of those a day, I'm consuming 70 grams of protein. That means that I only have to get, you know, a little bit more to reach my daily goal. Now, When I make my own tofu, I'm not going to know exactly how much I can estimate. I'm not going to know exactly how much protein I'm going to be intaking with that. Um, I can try and make it super firm, um, but I will probably have to just cut blocks out of it the size of regular extra firm tofu and then just kind of take it from there. Um, I'll figure that out on my own. I don't mean to bore you guys, but it's something to think about, right? Um, Reach for the whole foods. I'll tell you a million times, these uh, plant-based alternatives that Piers was talking about uh, in the beginning of this podcast when I was quoting him, they're fine for a cheat meal. Uh, They're great for uh, when you're transitioning to a vegan diet from an omnivorous or carnivore diet. That does not mean that they are healthy. So don't equate those the ease of those and 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 the what they're what they're alternatives for with healthy. They're not healthy. Um, so they should be used sparingly. Other than that, I think that's all I got from you. I I, I would love to hear your guys' opinion on this. Uh, please direct message me at mainlyplants on Instagram, Ryan at mainlyplants.com uh, for email. And until next week, go eat a salad.